want you to turn to the person that you really wanted to see in the first place, and I want you to give them a hug, okay? Okay. Please remain standing for the reading of the word. Um, I know in the bulletin it says that today's word is going to be Colossians 3, 1 through 17. And um, I apologize, Kelton, but that is not the case. Um, We changed it, so now it's going to be Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 15, and then verse 17. Okay? Okay. God has chosen you and made you his holy people. He loves you, so your new life should be like this. Show mercy to others. Be kind, humble, gentle, and patient. Don't be angry with each other, but forgive each other. If you feel that someone has wronged you, forgive them. Forgive others because the Lord forgave you. Together with these things, the most important part of your new life is to love each other. Love is what holds everything together in perfect unity. Let the peace that Christ gives control your thinking. It is for peace that you were chosen to be together in one body and always be thankful. And then in verse 17 it reads, Everything you say and everything you do should be done for Jesus your Lord. And in all you do, give thanks to God the Father through Jesus. May God add his blessings to the reading of his word. You may be seated. So in verse 12, we just heard the words, new life. What does new life mean to you? It may mean a new beginning. It may mean a new place for hope. It could mean a newfound happiness, or it may even mean a new adventure. Many of us have reached, will reach, or are preparing to reach for a new life. And it's a blessing that we can have so many different kinds of new lives throughout our years. It's kind of like a New Year's resolution, but we do it any time that we want. Every so often, all people strive to make their life better. Think about it. Some of us do this by eating healthy or working out. Some of us can even do this Some of us can even do this by picking up a devotion and doing it every day. It is always to make ourselves better and to improve some area in our life. Even through jobs and volunteering, people strive to improve and make a new life or something better. Perhaps this could be through teaching, preaching, cleaning, helping others, and so on. We as humans resolve to be better. I want everybody to look at their neighbor and I want you to say to them, resolve to be better. For our graduates today, they're completing their high school journeys and starting anew. A new journey, a new life, a new adventure, a new school, maybe even a new room. But you get the point. They're hoping that through this journey, they will become better. Now I know not all of us are graduates yet, or our graduation was a while back, you know who you are. But we can still have newness in our lives. And it should be different from the old or different from what we want to be changed. Now let's go back to verses 12 and 13. So your new life should be like this. Show mercy to others. Be kind, humble, gentle, and patient. Don't be angry with each other, but forgive each other. 
If you feel like someone has wronged you, forgive them. Forgive others because the Lord forgave you. When you begin a new area in your life, many times you are nervous, anxious, excited, or you might even feel like passing out because it's new and it's different. You get in your head that things are going to go this specific way. The plans in your head are set out and you're ready for this new part of your life. And then, as my generation might put it, someone comes around and they straight up pee in your Cheerios. I mean, that basically means that they got in the way of your perfect plans. Like, what's up with that, you know? But those verses remind us that even when someone gets in the way of our fresh new plans, we aren't to get super irritated. But Paul tells us, he clearly tells us to forgive, to be patient, and to chill out because the Lord was chill with us. So this time I want you to look at another neighbor and I want you to say, chill out. All right. So as we continue, as we continue to break down Paul's message, we read in the next verse, verse 14, together with these things, the most important part of your new life is to love each other. Love is what holds everything together in perfect unity. Love. I love The Flash. Okay, The Flash is a TV show. And I'm pretty sure that this verse is not referring to my love of Barry Allen and this super awesome show that everybody in here should totally watch. It comes on on Tuesdays, so we can watch it on, or we can talk about it on Wednesday nights at church. Uh And if there are any other Flash fans out there, I'm down to talk about it because I could go on for forever. And that's real. But the love that's being referred to is not my love of Barry Allen, and it's not about our love for an item or things, but for people, real people. Real people who we come in contact with every day. These people may not look like us, they may not act like us, they may not sound like us, or they may not even smell like us. But all people are God's creations, and we are expected to love them. How can we love others? Well, if we're comfortable, we could totally go in for a big old hug like we did this morning. We could listen whenever they need it, or we could just be there for a shoulder to lean on. But how do we show love to people that we don't even know, or people that are so different from us that we aren't even totally comfortable with even being around them? It's a pretty challenging question, so I did what any intelligent person would do, and I googled it. Google brought up Christian working woman, and she says that we misunderstand the word love. She reminded me that I immediately thought of love as a feeling. But she said that love isn't just a feeling, but it's an action. We aren't required to necessarily like everyone that we come in contact with. But we are commanded to love others regardless of our differences. On the inside, we may not feel patient and kind, But outwardly, we should act with patience and kindness. We may feel anger, but we should act with forgiveness. So after reading what Christian working woman had to say, I thought about the next part of verse 14 that says, Love is what holds everything together, and not just holds it together, but it says together in perfect unity.
Through our actions, we are showing the love that God has poured on us and has filled us with. Remember how he loves us even when we aren't very lovable. Now we're going to verse 15. And verse 15 says, Let the peace that Christ gives control your thinking. It is for peace that you were chosen to be together in one body and always be thankful. Did anyone else think to themselves, I'm not very good at that. I'm not very good at letting Christ control my thinking. Because if that thought came to your mind, I can assure you that it came to mine as well. You're not alone and the struggle is real on this one. It's pretty easy to control our own thoughts. That's how we get ourselves into a heap of trouble. But when we stop the busyness of whatever we have going on and we just listen and we relax, the peace that it's talking about just may cover you. And then you'll find that your thoughts are so scattered that you need Christ to control them. And he'll be there, but will you be willing to give him that control? If you do, then you know why the last part of verse 15 says, always be thankful. When you give him the control, then your perfect plan may not have been so perfect after all. And with his control all up in your head, you should see that his plans were even better for you in the long run. So, any newness that you have in your life right now, God's got it under control. Now, I want you to say it with me. God's got it under control. Okay, we're going to say it out loud. Ready? God's got it under control. Let's say it one more time just to make sure everybody got it. God's got it under control. So, we come to the end of today's scripture, our scripture journey. Everything you say and everything you do should be done through Jesus your Lord. And in all you do, give thanks to God the Father through Jesus. So I'm thinking about the graduates and others in their life who are on their new journeys. And they are going to be running into situations that may not always, how do you say, they may not always be appropriate or godly. Actually, I can honestly say that I've been in situations like that, too. Haven't we all? But saying that, I know that what we say to people and our actions towards people are a reflection of who we are. And when we act unreasonably and we feel like punching someone, I mean something, we are not showing who we truly are in God's eyes. He made us in his image. Did you think that was funny? Yeah, it's pretty good, wasn't it? Okay, (laughs) you made us in his image. His image will include us showing mercy to others, being kind, being humble, and being gentle and patient. Not being angry with each other, but showing forgiveness to each other. And in all of our actions and words, we should give thanks to God. Even if it's something as small as waking up, holding a door, Or a simple smile to or from someone. Give God props. So here's your challenge. Paul tells us that in everything we do, do it in the name of Christ. We should all bring this challenge and awesomeness into our new lives and our new journeys, big and small. He's basically saying, represent Christ to the world. Today is a special day. And today we are celebrating our graduates, as you have seen, Kelton Eastup, Karen Lowry, Ashley Estes, Parker Wells, and my big brother, Dawson Wainwright. Guys, this is your time. 
This is your new life. This is another chance to spread love, to be happy, to find peace, and to count your blessings. We shouldn't just count our blessings, though, but we should become someone's blessing. And may you all become someone's blessing today. And now we're going to do communion.